Purdy destroys comedy. This week's edition is another all over the world. And this week we're record getting a guest from is it is it Big Pesci Island? Is that where you live? Uh that is where I hail from, yes. Right. Mikey Hop. Mikey Hop. Hop hop. That's my catchphrase. Hi, hop hop hop. Everyone knows your catchphrase, and you dress up as a bunny, and you hop, hop, up and down. Yes, I'm sorry. I, w- I would be remiss if I didn't open with my signature catchphrase. Which is? Oh, you want me to do it again? Okay, here yeah. I go. Hop, 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 hop. <laughs> Mikey, hop. How you doing? <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, you know, I'm just uh, living, living the sweet dream out here on that uh, uh, big Pesci Island over here. And it's interesting because I know Joe Pesci is kind of, he's, he's a short man. He's a, a small man, but this is big Pesci. You know Joe Pesci? I know Joe Pesci personally. Wow, that's impressive. <clears throat> I'd like to... Uh, possibly get him on my podcast so if you could hit me up with his email address after this i would appreciate it well currently he's living off the grid that that's what i've heard it's, he's a tricky guy to get a hold of but we're gonna keep trying damn it ever since goodfellas actually ever since goodfellas actually you know that's not actually him in those home alone movies that's right yeah that was uh kind of an early attempt at uh, CGI and stop motion mix, kind of like in the same vein as Jurassic Park. And I I think that it looks a lot better than a lot of the CGI that you see in movies released nowadays, like that big old wormy in Dune. It didn't look as good as Pesci in uh, Home Alone. Not even close. If if the studios in Hollywood had some real cojones... Had some real ballaroonies. They would have had Joe Pesci CGI'd into the movie Dune. Yeah, you hear that? You fucking studio shills. I'm sure they're listening too, so I'm talking directly to them. Why don't you grow a pair and put our boy Pesci in Dune? So your podcast is called Big Pesci Island Vibe. So it's the vibe of this place that you currently hail from. What else can people expect from the podcast? Now, that's what we in the biz call a question. <coughs> wow, I've never 
you'll have to excuse me. I'm taken back. I've never experienced one of these. I'm still kind of amateurish. Uh, okay, question. All right. What was the question? Oh, yeah. Okay. What can you expect from my podcast? What can you expect from my podcast? Let's yeah, that, Let me that, 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 was the, that was the question. That was the question. Right, right, right. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Here's what you can expect from my uh, podcast. It's uh, it's fucking asinine. It is very amateurish. Uh, just a couple of uh, goofballs, you know, get together and uh, do a little riffing, a little uh, little improv, you know. Yes, and yes, and that kind of thing. Wow. Oh. Okay. Do you think it'll be better if you wrote it? If we what? If you wrote it? If you planned it? Yeah, probably. Probably. Actually, probably not because I'm not a strong writer. Uh, I always wanted to do something, excuse me, comedically. Uh, It just wasn't, you know, in some some capacity. But I I don't really consider myself to be a strong writer. I'm more of a uh, conversationalist, conversationalist. Uh, conversationalist and, uh, and can't even say the word conversation. That's <laughs> what we end up is called irony. <laughs> well, I just learned the word today. It was on my word of day calendar. I was trying to slip it in to try to seem smart to you. You don't need to seem uh, smart on this show. Well, I'm going to do my best. I mean, this fucking show has had everything from ghosts to demons to Illuminati. Oh. Uh, PR Ooh. people, and sometimes oh. comedians and musicians, and and the what and the like. Oh, you're spooking me. Um, you, well, you, this should be an interesting change of pace for you, then, because I am none of the above. That's all good. That's all good because, uh, do you see yourself as competing against Joe Rogan? Because I do. Um. Joe Rogan and I kind of started comedy at the same time. And uh, I've always seen him as one of my peers. Uh, And he, uh, we don't really have the same kind of comedic sensibilities, you know. And uh, we, I I talk about DMT a little bit more than him, which I think kind of gives me a, a leg up. But so far, he, he, you can't argue with his numbers because he's, he's doing bigger numbers than my podcast is so far. So I'm uh, still kind of waging war with the Rogan. Right. Well, it's well established that this podcast was originally going to be called the Joe Rogan Experience. Really? What, what, uh, what led you to uh, pick that particular name? I just wanted to get his listeners. They, you know, yeah, that's they, smart. But you know what? Rogan, famously litigious, got on my old butt with the cease and desist letters. Oh, yeah. I hear he's relentless with that kind of bullshit. Okay, he's like, only I may spread disinformation. Right. And then boom. I have to change my name to something. So now I change it to this, and now it's destroying comedy and 
Yeah. What What does it? I not to uh, not to take over the uh, line of questions here, but what What does it mean to you to destroy comedy? I think comedy is just it's just a little piss bitch. It needs to be slapped upside the head a little bit. It just it needs to know who's daddy, and I am daddy, and and they should call me daddy. Would you say that comedy is a bit of a cuck, a bit of a beta cuck? Well, comedy is definitely the type to watch me have sex with their wife and right. get off and get off on that. And that informs their political beliefs about just how we should all get along. I, I agree with that too. And I, I was wondering, uh, I was wondering if, uh, that would be your point of view too, because I've I've never really uh, talked this long to an Australian person before, so I, I didn't really know what to expect. But I, I think that we're relatively on the same page so far. Oh yeah, besides the fact that in Australia we definitely ride around on kangaroo kangas. Right, kangas. We ride around on the kangas. Yeah. Now, when you if if you if you ride around on a kangaroo for too long, do you get a kangaroo sore? Yes, but in inside um inside the butthole, inside my right. butthole, because you're sitting down that long. You think it's your legs because you have to like bend your knees down so you can fit in that damn thing like a joey. God, I I would love to feel like a joey. That's that's the dream. So I envy you. Hey, here's one way you can feel like a Joey. Say this magic phrase. How you doing? How you doing? You're Joey now. (laughs) You're Joey now. Now, how how can I feel more like a uh, Chandler? Uh, Could I be any more riding inside a kangaroo's pouch? Uh, I think you got it. <laughs> you know, can't see it right now, but I'm definitely rocking to Rachel as well. So I've got some a lot of bases covered. Yeah, I was going to say, you've got kind of a Jennifer Aniston thing going. I mean, you are wearing the pink balaclava, but I could tell that underneath that you've got some serious Aniston vibes. Well, part of wearing this mask, it's not just like my persona look or whatever. It's, it's kind of a hairstyling thing as well. Because I take it off after like an hour or so, and then it's just, it's perfect. Now, do you, do you look like uh, Deadpool underneath that mask? Do uh, you mean like, do I look like hottie boy Ryan Reynolds? Then yes, definitely. Right. <laughs> Do I look like no, the, I... the burned and, and, and <laughs> scarred uh, character of Deadpool? Not at all. At least I hope not. Oh, I was wondering if you had a Deadpool mask underneath that mask, actually. Okay, well, I'm not wearing a mask under a mask, under a mask, under a mask. No, that would just be absurd. Too Come much. On. Too much. I once asked someone, what should I do to improve my comedy? And they said, get rid of the mask. And so I thought, do I have to kill Jim Carrey now? Oh, yeah. You got to take him out, man. It's, it's the only way. 
Now, if you ever wanted to take this podcast you do, take it onto the stage and become like a comedy boy, do you think you need to kill Jim Carrey? Yeah, on stage. I'd need to get him up there and we would need to uh, uh, cut him open right up there on stage. I think that's... I think that's the only way because the uh, old comedy gods require blood if you're going to succeed in this business. Right. It's a lot of violent terminology in the comedy world. I right. I bombed. I'm destroying comedy. See, maybe that's break a leg. Thing. Yeah. Break. Why would I need to break a leg? Can I, I almost broke my dick. Okay, now that's interesting. You broke your private investigator. Mentally. Just about. Well, because I like to, I like to get uh, as hard as I can before I go up on stage to tell the funnies. Uh, just makes me feel more like an alpha. You know, it kind of uh, puts me in the power position. So I, I, I like to go on stage rock hard. And I kind of tripped as I was walking up onto the stage during one performance and I nearly snapped my dick in, in twine as it were. Okay. Maybe I misinterpreted here, but you came up on stage. You're like a rock. How did you, like break, a how, did, rock. How, how did you break the private investigator in half? You hired someone oh. to follow you around and then you got up on stage one time and you broke this person in half. Okay. I see there, there's a bit of a language barrier here. Um, what you in Australia, uh, call a private investigator, a dick. Um, we in the Americas, we actually, uh, refer to our raging hard Johnson. Okay. Oh, that famous, that famous president. That's right. Now you understand. So that, I was yeah. walking up, I was walking up on the stage with uh, the ghost of Johnson and uh, I had him on a leash and I tripped and I fell onto him. I, he broke right in half and I, and uh, all the ectoplasm was leaking out. It was embarrassing. And that's why you had to, you know, go away from the stage and do the podcast, right? Is that the reason? That's right. It? Yeah, that's right. I just couldn't be seen in public. Uh, you there's, there are only so many uh, former presidents, ghosts that you can kill before you get blacklisted from the comedy community, as I'm sure you know. Okay, well, I think that's more of an American thing, because when you kill what we call over here a prime minister, we're actually given a medal. Really? Yes. That's interesting. That's, that's why I was looking forward to coming on here, just to learn some of these subtle uh, cultural differences. Now, um, so uh, who, who is Australia's Amazon Prime Minister right now? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, that's what I thought. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> he'll be paying more attention to the country than our actual goddamn Prime Minister. <laughs> hey! That's the thing, Mikey, I tell the truth on this show. And the truth oh. is sometimes not funny. That's true. 
that's true. I've I've often found that with comedy. Like I I was uh, kind of workshopping this bit. I was like, I, I'm just an empty husk of a human, and uh, you know, uh, one of these days I'm just gonna leave my family behind and go jump off a bridge. And the, the audience doesn't like the truth. That's what it turns out. It's not funny. People say they want the truth, but they don't want the truth. It's, it's like they can't handle the truth. <laughs> they can't. They can't. They actually want a tea roof. They right. Want a trans person named Roof. That's right. Yep. And that could be kind of the poster child for the community. And it, they'll get up on stage and box Dave Chappelle. And, uh, you know, winner takes all. Mmm. Very interesting. I tried watching that special, The Closer. Uh, all I saw was Kira Sedgwick being a hostage negotiator. So I didn't get what the, what the controversy was. <laughs> I was just sorting through trying to find the jokes. You know, It's like, where are the goofs? I was hoping I heard, for a few goofs. Yeah, I mean, I was, try, I was thinking, like, this is a bit controversial, but this isn't controversial. She's just trying to put a stop to, like, really tense situations. I mean, honestly, I think we should be applauding her. She's just brave. <laughs> is that it? I, yeah. I don't know. I, I'll have to watch it again. Watch it again. Try. Watch it again. It's Kira Sedgwick. She's just, she's nailing it negotiating those hostages yeah I'll, I'll have to check it out again and get back to you that'll be part two maybe yeah part two so questions sometimes we ask questions on this podcast do you ask questions on yours yeah we try to ask the big question which is why did we start this podcast Right, and, and have, uh, you an- have you answered it? That, uh, no, no such luck so far, but we, I think on the next one, we're going to get it. Right, well, I'm hoping that for me, my, my podcast, Destroying Comedy, is a 600-episode-plus journey. I don't want to completely destroy it straight away because you need something to have a bit of legs, you know? Yeah, you kind of need to pick away comedy and wear it down like uh, Death by a Thousand Cuts almost. Mm. Think about this. The, uh, the Laura Palmer murder in Twin Peaks. They sold that too quickly. They had nowhere else to go. Nothing else to right. hang on to. That, comedy's like, my Laura Palmer murder. Yeah, it's like first episode, she was dead already. But, I, you know, I, I kept hearing everyone was like, you got to watch Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. <laughs> and uh, so, so I finally check it out, and it's just a bunch of uh, young men having sex with each other. Turns out I was watching Twink Peaks. So that was my mistake. Hmm. But I finished it, and uh, I, I, also, I also finished myself while oh. I was at it. Oh. It's interesting, because if you're a, for a homophobic person... That is just as weird as the actual Twin Peaks. And just right, right. So I feel interesting to think about. And something to pitch to David Lynch. That's right. And uh, the director of Twink Peaks, David Pinch, um, the, 
all the homophobes, if they see something that is a little too homoerotic, they refer to it as Pinchian too. So he's kind of got his own, uh, his own uh, brand, as it were, in that in that area. Yeah, just very slow, kind of offbeat camera angles. Just kind of drags mm-hmm. out a bit, you know. Just that sort of it's that almost unsettling. Right, right. Sort of vibe, kind but not of, uh, like makes you nervous almost. Makes you but, a bit uh, nervous. Is this going to complete well? Right, and uh, the thing with the pinch, David Pinch films is it, it always does end pretty well. I mean, everyone usually comes, so that, and I think that's the that's the goal. Hmm. Except for that one gangbang where one person didn't come, but they almost did. But then it just, it ended. And there was a lack of resolution. There's a lack of resolution yeah. there. I think about that often. And there's a lot of uh, message boards on Reddit where they discuss the significance of that. And uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping like maybe uh, 16, 17 years down the line, he's going to do a sequel to it where the guy finally comes. But we shall see. But do we want that, though? Do we, as a consumer of pop culture, do we, is the um, lack of resolution a better resolution than if we actually just got what we were hoping for? That uh, that's a good point. I I really hadn't uh, thought of it that way. So yeah, maybe it is better that he doesn't come. Maybe, maybe not. Very strange, very strange. That pinch. There was a woman in there. Very strange for a gay porno. Yeah, what was she doing there? And she was she had this red dress and she was doing this kind of uh, unnerving dance. Uh, <laughs> Oof! One of the guys was breathing into like a like a like a gas mask, like a, one of those, you know. Right, right. And don't get me started on the the baby too. What was up with that? I didn't understand that at the all. Was baby. it supposed to be a metaphor? Yeah, I didn't get that. I don't know. All I know is that baby was riding on the back of a motorcycle with the guy with the gas mask, and they were just trying to find the real America. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that scene. Now, have you ever found a real America as an American yourself? I don't know that I've uh, really been looking too hard. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. As an, uh, as an Aussie, what, 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 what would be your definition of the real America? So... I would say you would grow out your hair all shaggy-like, wear a motorcycle jacket, ride around, maybe go to, like, the middle, the middle America. Uh, they look at you. They think you're just a bunch of hippies dropping acid, and to be honest, you kind of are. And they get angry about that, and then they, they, they shoot you up. They shoot you up, and they, then the, move, the movie just ends. So kind of a easy rider kind of scenario. Okay. More like a te- <laughs> more like a teasy rider, if you know what I mean. Because those more rednecks like, they were teasing those riders. 
more like a sleazy rider if you ask me but I, I don't really subscribe to that kind of smut unless it's by pinch uh, see what he does is artful right right i feel like this was just kind of uh self-indulgent hippie bullshit you know that's yeah, the, the real... 60s blah 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 yeah there was no real meat on those bones i mean sure you got nicholson uh you got fonda uh, i mean uh, uh, you got uh, uh, bowser <laughs> you got king koopa uh it's interesting so there's this hopper your name is Hop. Is Dennis Hop, Hop your dad? Uh, is there a connection? I'm not going to confirm or deny any kind of connection. Uh, I think I'd like to leave some uh, degree of mystery. Hmm. Uh, sure. Answer it on your show. And that's your, that's, that's your mystery that will lead the show along, as well as the mystery of what are you doing it for? <laughs> and yeah, that's well, right. And that's those right. other mysteries. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll uh, dive into some of these when you're on my show, but uh, until then I'm going to just keep my clap trap shut like a happy clam, like a big old clam guy. <laughs> clap trap. You ever been on clap trap, clap trap house? Is that what it's called? Uh, it's clapo trap house. Actually. Ah, see, that's where I got it wrong. Cause they, they never shut up about trap and house music. That's right. Yeah. Um, they've asked me to come on and I just tell them I'm too busy. You know, I've got two kids. I've got my own podcast. I said, uh, listen, I'm going to be on the, uh, Ross Purdy destroys comedy. I can't be on your stupid clapo trap house that nobody listens to. Okay. Well, this is definitely a better podcast than that. I'm just as much a part of the dirt bag, the dirt bag lift. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know that, that one guy that's like way to the left of Bernie, I'm just to the left of that guy. And, and that's really in the muck and the mire. So I'm, I'm covered in filth too. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a filth bag leftist as you would say as well. I don't know if you would say that, but some would. I mean, if I had dropped a dirt bag left reference to like any other normally Australian guest I have on, they wouldn't get it. So now I can drop my knowledge on here with you, my American yeah, because, friend. Because uh, in Australia, there's uh, you guys have no concept of left or right as uh, directions. There's just uh, mm. forward and backward, right? Right. Well, mostly, mostly freaking backward if you. Look at the bloody news. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Hot. Hot cha-cha. Hot, hot take. Oh, hop, 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 hop. Oh, he did it. He did the catchphrase. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Is Big Pesci Island like the island from Lost? Uh, in some ways, no. In other ways, definitely. In that like it's a metaphor for death? In purgatory? Uh, no, in that there's a polar bear here out of nowhere. And ah. it, it's, I've got to say, it's hard to record some of the episodes with this polar bear bounding around. <laughs> it's quite distracting. 
I would think that would make the podcast more interesting. Like a pod, well, if, on a podcast. That's what I want to listen to. If it was a visual medium, I think it would definitely be more interesting. But I, I think that anybody that listens to it probably just assumes that I'm uh, fabricating the idea of there being a polar bear in the room. Well, this is this is the most straightforward interview I've ever had. I don't think there's been any sort of lies. Well, I, I always try to tell uh, three truths, a lie, and a uh, semi-truth. And then I double back around and lie. And then I'll tell you uh, two truths. Hmm. And then I'll just lie down and take a nap. Right, because doing all that, that would take a lot out of you. It's exhausting. So... But I've, I feel kind of silly talking to you about polar bears. You're obviously the expert living down there in Australia. Well, we have, uh, we do have polar bears. We're famous for having polar bears. That's actually what the kangaroos actually are. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but they, <laughs> they, uh, they, they try to um, shift their image into something that uh, our minds could comprehend, which right. is. Uh, a kangaroo but they're actually polar bears because no one in the united states has ever seen a real polar bear before mm, just like no one really in australia has seen a kangaroo unless you like right. re- really live in like the bush or something right right so i've heard at least i mean have you seen that movie contact uh, no, actually, I haven't. I well, didn't have my contacts in at the time, so it just looked like a big blurry mess on the TV. Well, trust me, even with the contact lens on, it's a big blurry mess. <laughs> Take that, Jody Foster. Oh, shots fired. Well, no, but if you... The polar bears, it's a lot like the aliens in that film. They just take the form they think it would be most pleasing to us. So, you know, the alien in that film was the woman's dad. Uh, the polar bears here in Australia just think looking like kangaroos would be the most pleasing to us. And they're right, too. They are absolutely <laughs> correct. They're right. I mean, it put us on the map. You know? <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have heard of the damn place. I mean. Then there's this other type of bears that like the tiny ones. The, the, what is it? The... the Kiwanala? Kiwanala? That's, uh, I think they're called Kamalas. Kamalas? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They've got, the, they've got the, the chlamydias. They've all got the chlamydias. You don't want That's to touch what I hear. You yeah, want... I hear that when, when you go down to uh, the land down under, as we call it, uh, you don't want to fuck any of the uh, small bears. Definitely not. You don't. You don't. You want to... If you like I my mean, mate, you want to, but <laughs> you, you don't. No, if you like my mate David Pinch, you want to fuck them big bears. That's right. The Am I right? Am I right? You are this, correct. This show is LGBT friendly. Hey, I'm an ally through and through. Look, I'm an ally with Bill. I see a, a CGI baby dancing around all the time, and it tells me be pro-choice. Hey, Uga Chaka. Uga Chaka, my friend. You ever met David E. Kelly? Oh, uh, no! 
I just thought every American at one time has met lawyer, drama extraordinaire, David E. Kelly. Uh, I know a lot of people that know him, but for some reason, we just have never, uh, never met. Really? He's, a, he's an elusive fellow. Huh. Is that what the E stands for, you reckon? David Elusive Kelly. Uh, tough guy to, tough guy to corner, at least. Wow. I have so many questions about Boston Legal, though. <clears throat> Can I ask yeah, him to uh, you? And if you ever meet David E. Kelly, you can like relay it to him. Actually, I've I've got a uh, Boston Legal episode coming up on my podcast, so I I don't want to blow my load too early on that one. I'm sure uh, you understand. Sure, sure. You don't want to. You don't want to fillet that load. No, not quite yet. <laughs> and now I'm just mugging. <laughs> Just mugging right now, like you just say for late alone. <laughs> what a turn of phrase! You're mugging is uh, that must be some sort of Australian slang. Like you are holding a massive mug right now. Does that have something to do with it? That is it, and I'm also pulling a lot of very comedic faces to the, the Zoom camera that none of the listeners can see. So what's the point? That's right. If you ever hear me chuckle or giggle, it's because Ross, Matthew Ross here is uh, making some very comical faces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just stop. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Have to save it to the live show. You ever gonna do That's a right. live show for Big Pesci Vibes? I, uh, uh, I'm not gonna rule out at, uh, that possibility. I do miss performing. Um, cause I, I, I like you, I, I know you have, uh, dabbled in a little stand-up comedy. Um, just a tad. Yeah. Just, just a, a bit tad. Here and there. A tad. Yeah. yeah. Then I had these dang kids oh. and, uh, whew, I tell you, it makes it hard for me to get out there and do the stand-up comedy. Tell you what. You just be like me and just, you just be goddamn infertile. I can't have no I, dang kids. <laughs> uh, well, that's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> if your man's hunt don't work, it's all good. Yeah, I, I had considered being infertile, but um, I forgot. I forgot right when I blew my load. Uh, forgot to be infertile. Well, I have I just have nature's vasectomy. That's uh so like you like uh group group performed the procedure then? Well yeah, I wrapped a tree branch around Madongus and it lost circulate blood circulation, which it didn't kill the capacity to get erect, but it definitely killed the capacity to produce sperm. So there you go. That's, that's interesting. Little, that's a little tip for your tips, everyone. I've seen some YouTube videos on that. I've been, uh, now that I know that it actually works, maybe I'll give it a shot. I don't want any more of these. Don't get me wrong. I love my kids. But uh, the idea of a third one makes me want to, I don't know, take a cheese grater to my, take a cheese grater to my fucking taint. 
What do you think about that? Visceral. Yeah. And of all the places to take a cheese grater to. Yeah, I mean, typically you'll take it to, like, the beach for a little beach cheese. I've taken my cheese grater to the movie theaters to grate a little Parmesan on my popcorn. Mm, That's interesting. Movie theaters in America let you do that. No, no, not by any means. They do not like it. But you do it, okay. And uh, it's actually difficult to sneak the Parmesan in because it has a formidable smell. And uh, they, they've got dogs in, uh, in front of movie theaters in America to sniff out Parm specifically. And, and other hard cheeses, too. Like, I, I tried to get an Asiago in there. No go. No dice. Oh. Australian movie theaters, they allow us to take magic mushrooms into it. Really? Well, as long as it's you're in a local Australian film screening because no one goes see those. Our industry is terrible. And they're just happy That's for a... anyone to buy a ticket to sit in. So So they just let you bring in all the uh psychedelics and hallucinogens. Yes. It's like a little That's interesting though. Almost. I think I'd eat my mushrooms before going into the theater rather than, like, taking them to the theater. It's a smarter idea. You want it to take effect during the movie, not... Now, you... But you like to... You like to be tripping when you're leaving the movie theater because it makes the post-film conversation more interesting. Right. I mean, if you want to get to the boring humdrum analysis of, like, how a film was... It's much more easier if it looks like the couch is coming towards you. Right. I, yeah, I like to be uh, peeking during the credits because that's the most boring part of the movie. Right. And, but it's also the most essential. I mean, these people worked on this film. Got to uh, show Ro- right respect. Ross, can I call you Ross? Sure. Ross, who's your favorite gaffer in film? Uh, Dreyfus. What's his name? Uh, Louis Dreyfus. Will Louis Dreyfus? Yes. He is one of the best in the biz, so good choice, sir. But hey, we've showed a proper respect when we see the man's name in the credits. Uh, did you see uh, uh, Trinkadink? Came out last summer. He gaffed the hell out of that movie, my friend. It was uh, like a masterclass in gaffing. I said to my friend, I said, if nothing else, if nothing else, the gaffing in that film is great. Right. Like, editing was kind of shoddy. Plot made no uh, sense. Yeah, the director had no vision. Yeah. But the gaffing, oh, chef's kiss. Mwah. That's the type of film criticism we do not get enough of. It's always about how did the actors do? How good was the writing? Was it well structured? Blah, blah, blah. How well did the best boy do? Well, he's the best. So. Well, he's, suppo- he's paid to be the best, so I hope he's the best. But if he's got to be. If I see an, one film and, and another film and there's two different best boys but one boy is better than the other boy. 
and the other best boy isn't the best boy, are they? Yeah, it gets kind of confusing because somebody's lying. They can't all be the best boy. No, definitely not. Also quite exclusionary. Yeah, what about the best uh, girl or the best uh, non-binary person? Best man. You're just hiring like oh, little boys. Go. They're hiring boys for this role. You think there's child labor laws? Not when it comes to this role. Yeah, I think that films could probably benefit from hiring adults for that position. So, you know, the kid gets in there. They don't know what the hell they're doing. It's a very much a learn-on-the-job type of occupation. Some don't quite learn quick enough. That's right, and that's, uh, that's when a film will fail. Speaking and they do of all failure. the time. Speaking of failure, podcasts. Oh, boy. I was hoping you wouldn't bring this up. You think uh, we're better than Cuntown, right? Those boys really, uh, they can really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Talk into a microphone? Yeah. And what, yes. hold on. Hold on. Okay. You'd be one of the, the cum boys and I'll be the other cum boy. All right. I'll give it a shot. Here we go. Hey, I'm Stabby Baby. I uh, I grew up Greek. No, I was going to be that guy. Give me the other sorry, guy. I don't know yep. the other guy's names. Uh, okay. Hey, I'm the, I'm the other guy. Hey. Uh, uh, that is Stabby. <laughs> Stabby to a T. Stabby to a T. Stabby Baby. <laughs> My tooth. I, I, for a second, I thought that was that was uh, the real Stavros under that mask, and uh, I was I've just been uh, you've been punking me. Well, that's a good description of this podcast it, in general. Ross Perry destroys comedy. Is it a punk? Is it a mess around? Is it, is no. it one big punk? No, it's not a prank. Serious interview show where we talk about. The the, uh, the the measurement of uh, the quality of boys making movies. Have you ever been punked? Well, I have been by Zach Braff, and then I had him beat up a little kid. You had him beat up a little kid? <laughs> I had him beat up a little kid. I'm like, <laughs> I got him angry, and I'm like, directly saying it to the kid. It was his idea. Sounds like he's the one that got punked. Or so, the kid, rather. Well, they both got punked when you think about it. It's, it's more like a double punk. Life's just one big punking, if you think about it. Not to get too heavy. No, that's a good sum up. It's a good goddamn sum up, my friend. Mikey Hops. Hey, Ross. Gonna Ross do that, Purdy. Gonna do that catchphrase again. Hop, 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 hop. Oh. Hop, hop, hop. Oh, you did it. <laughs> I gave you a little extra on that one, a flourish. I, I noticed, and it was great. You got anything to plug? I know you do. That's why I'm giving you it up. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I guess uh, if, you, uh, if you like uh, to goof, if you like to goof around, uh, you could check out my podcast. Uh, it's Big Pesci Island Vibes. 
you can follow my uh, Twitter. I like to post funny things. It's called Ice Cream Social. But instead of an uppercase I in the beginning, it's a lowercase L. That's where I get you. That's where you get punked. <sighs> well, if there's anyone deserves to get punked, it's those punks on Twitter. That's right. But I, I'm, a, I'm an absolute sweetheart on Twitter. And uh, no one can convince me otherwise. Eh, I weren't. I weren't. Listen Don't to Big Pesci's Do Listen to it. Just do it. Just listen. I, I, will, I promise I won't punk you. I won't, I won't punk you, sweet babies. Seeing he's blowing your kisses now. What more do you want? Pop, 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 pop. Pop, 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 Serious plug time. I have got a show on November 30th at the Northgate Social Club. It's Rainbow Piss. My show is back one night only down in Melbourne, Victoria. So buy tickets for that online. It's going to be fun. Is there going to be a video available for that? Am I going to be able to check it out on the old YouTube? Maybe. I need to get some, legitimately trying to get some camera people together to film this live show. Well, I'd love to see it. Thank you. And thank you for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. It was fun. Uh, uh, yeah. What's your final word? Final word. Uh, oh, let me think. Let me think. Um, what's a good word? Uh, chortle. You like chortle? That's a publication from the UK that won't review me. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. I hey, didn't Steve know. Bennett. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said it. Hey, Steve Bennett. Please see my show. Thank you for the nice rating. Steve, I don't know you. I don't want to know you. Check out this guy's show, would you? Thank you. Let's destroy comedy, everyone. Comedy, destroy comedy.